And a very good morning. Welcome back. Behind the scenes interview time here on Worcester Radio with our good friend and frequent guest Rory Lewandowski, who joins us several times a month to talk all things agriculture. Rory joining us from the OSU Extension Office in Wayne County. Rory, as always, good morning. Happy to have you in here today. Thanks, Ron. Glad to be here. Well, we're going to be talking today about scouting for potato uh, leaf hoppers in alfalfa. We're going to begin with a basic question, I guess, Rory. What are potato leaf hoppers, and why do we need to scout for them in the first place? Sure. Uh, well, the adult potato leaf hopper is a small wedge-shaped, kind of a lime green color. It's about one-eighth of an inch in length, so it's uh, fairly small. The adult moves very quickly, and as the name implies, it hops or it jumps. Uh, before reaching the adult stage, however, the potato leaf hopper actually passes through five instar development stages that are called nymphs, and those nymphs are much slower moving. Uh, if you disturb them, they tend to move kind of in a sideways direction uh, when they're bothered. Uh, both the potato leaf hopper adults and the nymphs will feed on alfalfa plants, so we do need to account for both adults and nymphs as we're out scouting for them. Uh, the potato leaf hopper, one of the reasons that we're talking about this, it is considered one of the major pests of alfalfa, and damage from potato leaf hopper feeding can cause both yield and quality losses in alfalfa. Rory, explain a little more about the the life cycle and biology of the potato leaf hopper. You know, since we're just talking about it now in July, it must, at least I would think, must not be an early season pest of alfalfa. So where has it been up until now, and why is it at this part of the year that, that we really need to worry about it more? Right. Uh, yeah, Ron, you're, you're correct. The potato leaf hopper, is, it's not an early season pest because this insect uh, doesn't overwinter in Ohio. It lives year-round in the south in the Gulf Coast region, and it has to be carried north each year on storm fronts. So typically uh, we see maybe a few potato leaf hoppers showing up late spring, early summer, uh, so it really doesn't get going and, and doesn't affect that first cutting alfalfa. But uh, we begin to see some detrimental impact for, uh, from this insect on second and then subsequent cuttings of alfalfa. And that'll last until our weather begins to cool down in September. Uh, the adult potato leafhopper will lay eggs. Uh, they generally take about three weeks to hatch to get to that first instar nymph. Uh, but when we get some of a hot weather, like, you know, that, that spell we're kind of in, uh, that can really shorten up and we can go from egg laying to first nymph hatch in about 10 to 12 days. Uh, generally, we can expect about three generations of the potato leafhopper uh, here in, in our region here in Wayne County. Uh, farther south or if we get a warm fall, uh, we could possibly see four generations sometimes. Rory, you mentioned that the potato leafhopper is a major pest of alfalfa and can cause economic damage through both yield and quality losses. How, I guess, does the, the potato leafhopper damage alfalfa, uh, and what are the symptoms of that damage? Right. Uh, well, the potato leafhopper adults and nymphs uh, both have piercing, sucking mouth parts. Uh, that allows them to feed on the sap within the plant, so they're, they're considered that sucking insect. Uh, while they feed, the potato leafhopper is actually injecting a saliva that contains an enzyme that reduces nutrient movement in the plant. So heavy feeding by potato leafhoppers uh, can cause plant stunting. That results, of course, in yield loss. Uh, we can also get a decrease in the crude protein content of the plant, which is that quality loss. Uh, additionally, heavy potato leafhopper feeding can re result in reduced growth, 
in those following cuttings and those subsequent cuttings. So uh, not only, you know, the, the current cutting that's damaging, but it carries through then over into other cuttings. Uh, now, first-year stands are really susceptible to potato leafhopper damage, and heavy feeding can actually result in a shortened stand life. Uh, so for anyone who's put a new seeding in this year, I really have to think about protecting it. The classic symptom of potato leafhopper damage is wedge-shaped yellowing on the leaf tips. Uh, commonly, that's referred to as hopper burn, and we see this mainly on the younger leaves at the top of the plant. Uh, it is important to note that by the time you see those symptoms, yield and quality losses have already occurred. Uh, that's why we talk about scouting early. Okay, well that leads me into to my next question. How do you scout for PLH? Go over the process and the procedure for that, Rory. Sure. Uh, well, the only again correct way to scout for these potato leaf hoppers involves the use of a sweep net. Uh, so every year I do get phone calls from someone who was out in the field. Uh, they thought they might have them or maybe they saw something hopping. They take off their hat and uh, they kind of sweep around and then they, they see some potato leaf hopper in their hat. So they want to know if they should spray the field. They give me a call and ask. Now, uh, you know, I applaud them for their, certainly for their efforts, but to get a really good assessment of, of your numbers and where you're at, uh, you have to use a sweep net to sample, and you have to be at sampling multiple locations in the field, and you also have to determine the average height of the alfalfa in the field. So uh, one sample using this sweep net consists of 10 side-to-side -side or called pendulum sweeps of the net while you're walking forward through the field. After each 10-sweep sample, you then stop and you count the number of both the adults and the nymph, potato leaf hoppers that are in the net, you should then take several height measurements of the alfalfa plants in that area and then record or you know, note your results. Repeat that process uh, generally three to five times for every 25 acres of alfalfa. Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office joining us this morning talking about scouting for potato leafhoppers in alfalfa. Rory, you talked about the numbers. What do you do with those numbers, A, and then B, you mentioned spraying the field. How many potato leafhoppers, would it take then to consider that spray treatment? Is right. there a number where, okay, above mm -hmm. this is where we need to spray? Yeah, exactly. So we, we have these uh, things called uh, an economic threshold. So the average number of potato leafhopper adults and nymphs per that 10 sweep sample plus the average height of the alfalfa then determines that economic treatment or action level. So under normal growing conditions, if the average number of potato leafhopper is equal to or greater then the average height of the alfalfa, you would consider some type of action, maybe a rescue treatment. Uh, for example, let's say that I sampled five random areas in a 25-acre alfalfa field. Uh, each of those samples then consisted, of course, of those 10 sweeps. And overall, I counted a total of 50 potato leafhopper adults and nymphs in those five samples. Uh, average is 10 potato leafhopper per sample. And then let's say that my average alfalfa height is 8 inches. So my average potato leafhopper sample number in this case is greater than my average height, and I should consider some type of rescue treatment. I'm assuming, Rory, that a rescue treatment most commonly involves an insecticide sprayed on, on the field. Is that correct? And if it is, is that the only option, or are there other rescue options that, that people can do as well? Right, yeah, that's a good question, Ron. So uh, often the rescue treatment does involve spraying a, an insecticide on the field, and many of our pyrethroid types of sprays do a good job. Uh, there are also some organic spray options for those who are organic. 
Uh, as that alfalfa, though, gets taller and approaches a normal harvest height or maturity, another rescue action or option is really to take an early harvest cut. Uh, harvesting that alfalfa is going to temporarily eliminate the presence of potato leafhopper nymphs, uh, and it's going to cause those adult potato leafhoppers to disperse and, and look for better feeding, so they're going to move out of the alfalfa stand. Now, if you take the early cut option as opposed to spraying an insecticide, uh, it's important then to make sure that you're coming back in and scouting and monitoring that new regrowth for potato leafhopper numbers. Are there any other management options, Rory, that can be used when you're talking about minimizing PLH damage? Uh, yeah, one other uh, one that uh, kind of uh, really, again, gets you away from, from spraying insecticides or really reduces that need. There are glandular-haired uh, haired varieties. Uh, they're listed as potato leafhopper resistant. Uh, those varieties are on the market, and those varieties can significantly reduce the yield losses that are associated with potato leafhopper feeding. And the reason for that is because those hairs uh, really irritate the potato leafhoppers, uh, makes it tough for them to get down and, and pierce into that stem and suck the, the sap. Uh, so it reduces the ability of those, uh, essentially those potato leafhopper adults to feed, and also then reduces the development of the potato leafhopper nymphs. Uh, so the action threshold or that economic threshold for potato leafhopper resistant alfalfa is three times the number of potato leafhopper per sample as compared to our non-potato leafhopper resistant alfalfa. So let's say, our, again, previous example where we had eight inch tall alfalfa, uh, generally we would think that it would take, uh, you know, eight potato leafhoppers or more per sample. With potato leafhopper resistant, it's going to take at least 24 potato leafhoppers per sample before we would consider a rescue treatment. Now, as we wrap up today's program, Rory, I've got to ask, why is this insect called the potato leafhopper? We're talking about a major pest of alfalfa. Where to get the name? Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, but it, it's actually because this insect feeds on a, a wide range of plants and not only alfalfa, it, it'll feed on soybeans, it feeds on potatoes, where it got its namesake, maybe it was maybe first discovered there, or first major pest there, uh, clovers, apples, horticultural beans, uh, both green beans and dry beans. So many of our, our commercial horticulture producers are uh, have to deal with this pest every year and, and uh, in our IPM scouting program uh, that scouts commercial horticulture produce, we're picking it up in these other crops and, and uh, monitoring that just as we would in alfalfa. Okay, once again we've been talking with Rory about potato leafhoppers in alfalfa, how to scout for them. If anybody has any questions about what we talked about today, Rory, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, well, first of all, the, we have a really good OSU extension fact sheet on this topic. And uh, so again, contact me though for more information or that fact sheet at the Wayne County Extension Office, 330-264-8722. I'd be glad to provide that to you. Uh, we also have a short information uh, video posted on our Wayne County website at wayne.osu.edu. Click on the Agriculture and Natural Resources tab and uh, you can get to that short video on how to scout for potato leafhopper, how to use a, a sweep net. All right. Rory Lewandowski joining us again this morning talking about scouting for potato leafhoppers in alfalfa. Hope you'll stay tuned. Much more to come. We'll check in with your weather forecast up next.